0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Morning, Jay.
1: You feel the love, Max?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night was a great night. A great night. All, it was smiles all this morning. It was all set up for the Celtics to win. They were coming, they came back from 03, only the fourth team ever to do it, and one of them was from 1951. So in the modern NBA, three teams have done it. But none of them have had a home game in game seven. The Celtics did. And uh, it was all set up, and then they cut the lead to single digits at one point. You're like, uh oh, here it comes, and it never did. And the Heat washed them in game seven. In front of the Boston crowd, it was a glorious day in the history of New York sports. Jay, somehow, Maxie, I just want you to know: if our ratings are extremely
1: poor, it's okay if you just smile. Doesn't matter, just as long as you oh. smile. You know, I see. It's
0: you gotta little be little orphan Annie style. You gotta be happy. Right?
1: Yeah. You know, if you're driving to work McFadden today, McFadden style, don't worry. If you're in an eighteen wheeler and you're, you know your truck breaks down and yeah. you, you can't get to your stop. If you smile. Everything will be okay.
0: Everything will be all right. Everything will be okay. The
1: famous words of Joe Missoula.
0: But now that you said something negative about Joe Missoula, you must stay negative. No, I'm happy. No, I'm we so had a th- caller nope, who was very nope, upset that nope, you go positive, nope, negative.
1: Nope, I'm I'm staying positive. I'm saying it's going to be okay. Every everything in life is going to be fine if you just smile. Perspective, Max. Appreciation on life. Hmm. that's what we have here. Are you not picking up what I'm putting down? It seems I, you seem confused.
0: I, I am. I'm just pointing out to you.
1: Okay. That you're labeling me as a Joe Missoula hater. And that's and and why? Who, and who Rodney
0: Rod- from Massachusetts. Rodney did. Not you. Rodney yes, did. But Rodney from Massachusetts wants to be very clear. Once you do that Rodney's a Knicks fan in Massachusetts, poor guy. Don't say anything positive about Joe Missoula because this is a binary media system that that we live in. It's it's yes or no, plus or minus. Pick up a side. Or down, pick a side and stay there. No no, I'll nuance. pick
1: Miami. I'll pick Miami side. And Eric Sposter.
0: You know when Jimmy Butler? Let me pat myself on the back. When Jimmy Butler signed with the. Heat, is that what sounding? Is that what patting your
1: well, you on the have back to, sounds
0: like sometimes as as <laughs> Brian <laughs> Kenny, who I worked on Friday Night Fights with for years, used to say. Sometimes if you don't toot your own horn, there's no music. Toot, toot. Let me make a little music. There you go. So people were tweeting at me talking about how no one believed him. They were going at a lot of people in the media, right? Mm -hmm. And so they included me among the group who was said Jimmy Butler to Miami wasn't good in this and that. So I actually watched a segment because they linked to it. And it was Stephen A. going off about it. But then when it got to me, I start defending Jimmy Butler in the heat, talking about how this makes perfect sense because they speak the same language. Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler all speak the same language of competition. Same, You call it maniacal, Right. Same type of thing. So I realized Jimmy Butler, and said at the time, will be a significant figure in the history of the Miami Heat. He will be a part of a winning culture. Now, what I didn't think was that he'd be able to be the best player on a championship team. I thought he would lay the foundation to bring someone else there probably better than him but he's outstripped even that. I mean, he's been the best player on a now two-time finals team in four seasons, four, three conference finals and two finals in four seasons, The best, clearly the best player on the team. Can he be the best player on a championship team? Could they uh, in, uh, unthinkably somehow beat the Denver Nuggets? How does all this pertain to heat culture, Jimmy Butler?
2: I'm not going to say losing three in a row is part of the heat culture that we like to talk about because we don't play to lose. We don't want to lose. They're, they're an incredible team over there and it will be for a while. I just think, you know, the guys that Coach Spo and, and Coach Pat put together, when a guy goes down, the next guy could fill in that gap and do exactly what that guy that went down did um, and do it at a high level. And then, you know, be humble enough to know that when that guy comes back you got to take a step back and get back in your role uh-huh. and nobody ever complains they always do exactly what you ask of them to do which is why you want to play with guys like that which is why they're the reason that we win so many games I don't call them role players I call them teammates because your role can change any given day especially with how many games I've missed and you know in and out of lineup off nights whatever you call it um, but we We got some Hoobers. We got some real deal basketball players that can score, can defend, can pass, um, and can win games for us.
1: You know what's crazy? Winning a chip in college and and talking to so many professional athletes who have won at the highest level um, in college and in the pros is that obviously, Max, there are waves that go throughout the course of the season, right? Like fights happen, arguments happen, um, life happens to teams. But there is a sense that, like when we won a chip in two thousand and one, like those are actually my brothers. Like nothing was bigger than what we wanted to accomplish. Like the fights never became bigger; they were always squash. Was that one? Right. Ask
0: was that different than other teams? Like the championship team? Are you do? You, are you sure you're not looking back and now giving it these qualities because you're 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 basing it on the result and kind of reverse engineering it? Or do you genuinely believe that sense of being a part of something larger than yourself was different on the championship team than the teams that simply made runs?
1: I fir- it was the latter. I firmly believe it. I'm actually looking back on my three years in college and then micro assessing and breaking down okay like my first year like it was it was a lot of a little bit of an ego challenge right I won't give you details why because that's personal but there was an ego challenge there right not everybody was bought in the way we should have been bought in my sophomore year we were all bought in but we were led by somebody who was who allowed me to share the spotlight with being the best player in Shane Battier there wasn't Ego there anymore. He got every National Player of the Year award. I got one. I snuck one. But it was like, okay, shine, Jay, go. It doesn't matter. Whereas all of a sudden my junior year, there was a little bit more ego about it was it was tougher for us to manage. We weren't led the same way. A lot of that was on me. I take responsibility in that, right? So I think it just goes to show you how hard it is. And you hear Jimmy talk about we don't have role players, we have teammates. You know how hard it is when guys are up for contracts? for guys not to, oh, I'm hot, let me cook, and then think they're that guy. So we had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the court last night, Max. We had Marcus Smart, last year's Defensive Player of the Year. Caleb Martin was the best player on the court. Caleb, Jimmy Butler was like, yeah, Caleb, shine. For this series, Caleb Martin was one of the best players on the court. Does anybody know about Caleb Martin's story? Do, like, does the world even know about Gabe Vincent's story? Gabe Vincent is starting over Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry just won a chip four years ago. Kyle Lowry is coming off the bench, off the bench. Okay, so you got teammates buying into different roles, but not allowing those roles to be inflated. I mean, I inflated or conflated, excuse me, with who they actually are. Oh, I can step up now. I'm going to take a back seat. Go ahead, Jimmy. Everybody knows what time it is and when it's time for it. That's special, man.
0: And I want to get back to to your college experience because you're saying that the result in your sophomore year was very much the the product of the way the egos meshed and the playing for the greater <clears throat> playing for the greater purpose. It's not that the following year you start to go back and dissect what happened, and then you start ascribing kind of supernatural qualities to the ego challenges you faced in your junior year, and that's the reason you didn't win a chip. You really believe it was cause and effect. Yes. And so here we see, again, with the Heat, cause and effect, a group that are all bought in, and as a result, they are in the finals as an eight seed. When they should have lost to the Bucks. they wiped the floor with the Bucs. And then they beat the Knicks. And Look, you're going to
1: hear this on this show and probably no other show today. I take you back to the 2013 NBA Finals, Max. You know who played in those finals? It was the San Antonio Spurs and the Miami Heat. I go back to game six. Do you remember that three that Ray Allen hit in the corner? Of course. And then Tony Parker fumbled the ball, missed a shot on the baseline. The game goes into overtime. The Miami Heat win that game. It just felt like all the momentum shifted. Miami won that series 4-3, to okay? LeBron James got a trophy. D-Wade got a trophy. It just felt like the Spurs. Do you know how hard it is to bounce back when a Derek White moment happened the way it did? Yep. When that happens on your home court, on your home court, the Marcus Smart shot goes in and out. You win, nowhere.
0: and then you lose. You, yeah.
1: Exactly. So every and, and that's your third game, and you're, you're in, losing you're in the row. You're going to
0: the finals. Eh, no, you're not. You're going back to Boston. You're going back to Boston for a
1: game seven. By the way, what happened last game seven in Boston? Oh, I'm sorry. Jason Tatum dropped 50 on their last opponent. 50 to go into the next round. You're like, man. So for Eric Spostra and this team to stay solid, to approach it business as usual is one of the most underrated things that nobody will talk about today. Even if that makes someone, it even more special, even Max. Even if someone
0: out there is thinking, well, yeah, you got a little lucky Tatum you know, rolled his ankle early in the first play, the first offensive possession of the game. Even if you think that, as Branch Rickey, you know, break the color barrier, got Jackie Robinson and the majors, GM of the Dodgers, invented the farm system in baseball, as he used to say, Luck is the residue of design. That's a military person who came mm. up with that originally. I forgot who it was. But anyway, luck is the residue of design. Even if you think that they were lucky, they don't take advantage of that opportunity if the conditions aren't as you describe, right? So the Heat blow them out. They won by 2019. Eric Spolstra. You know, I, was, I started, I thought for most of this season, like, you know, if I could have any coach in basketball, I would take Ty Luke. Spolster's one of the best. Blah, blah, blah. You can't say that. Spolstra's best coach in basketball. You see what he's done. Not just. Oh yeah, sure. If you hand him a super team and LeBron and everything, and Pat Riley is, the G, sure he can do it then. But what about? Yeah. What now? What can you possibly say about Spolster now? He has a. He has an impeccable. He has. A, he has a bulletproof resume. I, I,
1: this is probably, I mean, in my lifetime, the most miraculous run. I've ever seen a team. This reminds me so much of March Madness for the Miami, Watching what Which the Miami, never happens in watching the what the Miami Heat, what they are doing reminds me so much of March Madness because each series they go into, they are the underdog. By the way, going into the NBA Finals, Except the Knicks. Yeah, who's going to pick the Miami Heat? I mean, Miami no Heat one. fans will, but you're sitting there saying, "How are they going to stop Jokic?" And once again, the design of Eric Spoelstra, they will find a way. To be in the series. Now, I'm still going to pick Denver. I've been on Denver the whole year. But it just aligns
0: Yeah, just keep in mind, everyone, how you're thinking about the Nuggets heat right now. Because you thought about the Heat bucks the exact same way. You thought about the Heat Celtics the same way. And now you think, so, so in, if the Heat somehow pull this off, just remember, hold that thought, hold that feeling right now about what you think the Heat chances are against the Nuggets.
1: See, this isn't the NBA Finals that people want it. But it's the finals that I feel like, as a basketball fan, we deserve.
0: Like, we're actually – No, I'd team. trade it for the Celtics. and That's fine.
1: That's fine. You could trade it for that. Yeah. But I'm saying Miami has gone through the gauntlet. They deserve to be here.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They deserve to be <laughs> there. It
1: 100%. It's, it's the coach with the best scheme going against a team that actually went through – I mean, and by the way, Jimmy Butler, as physical as Grant Williams is, now he has to go against Aaron Gordon, yeah. who is two and a half inches Big taller. athletic. Is taller and stronger than any other defensive player he's seen. Played
0: outstanding defense on LeBron freaking James and just Kevin now. Durant. Yeah, and KD. And KD. Yeah, Aaron so Gordon. by the way, it's a, Aaron it's, a, Gordon's it's, a, it's, a it's a different yeah. kind of matchup. Now. Even when the shots not falling, if you don't love him on offense, he's been an extremely valuable player for the Nuggets. All right, we know Eric Spoelstra is one of the best coaches currently in the league. Jay, in the first hour put a number on it where he thinks Eric Spolster's heading all time. Wait till you hear that. 888-SAY-ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles and really Who doesn't
3: want to start their
4: day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, the
0: podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Before we get into where you think Eric Spolstra is heading as coach all time, there's a big difference between making the finals and winning it. Mm-hmm. If Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler... And Pat Riley is the chief executive here. If they figure out a way to beat this, I mean, the the Denver Nuggets just swept the Lakers. Swept them. If they figure out a way to beat this Lakers team, uh, sorry, this uh, Nuggets team, and Lakers he's right so away. You so want it to be the Lakers. Oh, I sure do. He so um, If they figure out a but then we'll think of Spolstra very differently than simply he didn't. He's done an incredible job even making it, but winning it is different. So that said, where do you think Spolstra's heading before it's all said and done, Joe? Top five. All time?
1: All time. Top five. I I think the Miami Heat organization will have two members of their franchise who will both be top five coaches of all time in NBA history.
0: No one would argue Pat
1: Riley. Pat Riley, as an executive, like I said, as an assistant coach, a coach. Um, a player. As a, as, as a player <laughs> yeah. and executive, he's been to the NBA Finals 19 times.
0: That's 25% of every NBA Finals every ever played. 25% have involved Pat Riley.
1: Eric Spolster has three chips. He has two chips as a head coach, one chip as an assistant coach on the 06 team with D. Wade and Shaq. Um, and he's been to six NBA Finals.
0: Six. Conference Finals left and right, and he's done it with teams that are undermanned in terms of Talent, or at least the way we perceive it at the beginning of the season. I, I mean,
1: can we just, let's just put this into perspective, okay? Like, and, and I know that people keep hearing these terms. And I've gotten into these arguments with Key where he's like, you keep saying, Jay, undrafted. Look, man, talent wins championships, right? Like, the coach's job is to harness the talent. There is nobody in the basketball world that would say Miami is more talented than the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, you might say that with the New York Knicks, but still I would say that the Knicks have more talent. Nobody thought that the Heat were more talented than the Boston Celtics. Certainly not. So you're, you're watching, and we keep going back to this. Gabe Vincent, right? Gabe Vincent, nobody knows his story. It, it, it's almost like Chicago Loyola when they got to the Final Four. You're like, wait, who are all these guys? Where did they come from? And like the amount of money they're making on this scene. But Eric Spoelstra has Gabe Vincent as a starter in the NBA finals. Caleb Martin as a, a guy who's undrafted. Once again, J. Cole, the rapper who is playing basketball professionally, made a call to Karam Butler because of their relationship to get Caleb Martin a shot to be a starter who dropped 26-10 and 10 in the Eastern Conference you know, Finals Game 7, Max. That's
0: such a modern version of a Lakers story from the early what? 80s. Like with Jerry Buss and Pat Riley and everybody and, and Jerry West. That's such a... that Jay Cole making that call about someone he's playing with, saying you got to look at him, is such a Lakers story. I swear it's it. It's Lakers Southeast down there with Pat Riley. And Eric Spolstra, Jay, you, you know... And, and Max,
1: Haywood... Haywood Heisman. Heisman, excuse me. Haywood Highsmith. Do you know what that is? He played nine minutes. He played nine minutes. Like, once again. And people, and people I, the one thing I always laugh about, and I literally go through this with Nick Harrison all the time. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, and like Nick, Mickey, Pat, they did an incredible job with this franchise. Every year they find the right pieces to their team. It's like their player development is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Like, they find guys where you're like, wait, who is that guy? Wait, where did he come from? How the hell did he they... – he's playing in the NBA Finals? He's giving you 15, 20 minutes at Eastern Conference Finals? Who are your
0: top five coaches right now, all time? You have Pat Riley, I'm guessing Phil Jackson, Red Auerbach, and Greg, Greg Popovich. Popovich. Those are the four? And so there's, who's that fifth slot right now? I'd say Larry.
1: I think Larry's in number five. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. I, I think Eric Red
0: Holtzman.
1: Red Holtzman is there. I, I think Eric Spolstra is probably like seven. Casey Jones. Casey Jones,
0: seven. So, so you think Spolstra is going to be that fifth? There's no five on Mount Rushmore, but he'll be. He'll join. He'll be. He'll be think, long, uh, among the likes of Popovich and. and what about Steve Kerr? I,
1: I still I think Steve Kerr is in that conversation. I and Steve Kerr obviously. Has championships, but I will say from an X's and O's perspective, I will go out there and say I think Eric Spolstra is a better X and O's coach than Steve Kerr.
0: One thing about Spolstra, I agree, not only like he has, the – obviously he's a Pat Riley disciple, it's going to be, you know, very much, oh, he motivates his guys are ready to play, but I can't say I've ever remembered, maybe there has been one, I don't remember a series where afterwards it's like he got out coached in his whole career. I don't remember that.
1: But see, it's also like the um, Steph. Sets the culture, for sure. And you feel like now that is Golden State's culture, but the difference is this has always been Miami's culture since Pat Riley and East Bowl have gotten a raise. Also, LeBron wanted East Bowl fired, like Remember that whole narrative that was out? And it took the Godfather to say, no, he's our guy moving forward, and this is what's going to be.
0: Yeah, LeBron should really consider that the one time he didn't have as much power as he may have liked. I don't know. But
1: don't it's know. hard to find, though, Max. Yeah, that strength at the top
0: there. of the organization. And he lasted four years there. Maybe that's not long-term for LeBron, given that structure. But LeBron, should I'm sure he has considered he went to four straight finals and won back-to-back.
1: Sure, but why? I mean, it's worked out for LeBron. He's won a championship in every jersey he's yeah, wore. Yeah, absolutely. So it still worked out, yeah. right? Like LeBron's powerful within himself as it relates to a GM. That's why you hear about them going for the team in Las Vegas.
0: If you're right? chasing like, Jordan, though. You might, that, you might lay see, awake at night sometimes thinking, I might yeah. have six if I'd have stayed there. That's
1: true. Yeah. I mean, I'm chasing LeBron. I'm chasing myself.
0: No, no. He's for sure chasing. Like, that's on his mind a lot, clearly. 23, Talk, you know, clearly. That's on his mind. I just wonder if he you ever you – know, I, I imagine he must, right? Human nature is you're like, man, if I, look, it's a different journey. It's incredible what he's done in different you – know, brought a championship to Cleveland. I'm sure he wouldn't trade that for anything. Won a championship in L.A., might win another one. But still, you got to think, man, with that structure, that organization, that coach, Pat Riley there, I, I might have messed around and already had six.
1: So, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat win this NBA Finals. Yeah. Is it the greatest run you've ever seen?
0: It's a great question. It's
1: the greatest run that you've ever eight, seen.
0: 8 8 say ESPN. If Jimmy Butler and the Heat win this championship, is it the greatest run ever? What's even comparable to it in sports history? KJM.
3: to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
1: The Keyshawn, J. Will and
0: Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hot news or not news brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. So today marks 100 days exactly until the start of the 2023 NFL regular season. And to play hot news or not news with us, the great Dan Graziano. Dan!
6: 100 days, huh? Yeah. I didn't realize that. It's starting to, to feel a little soon.
0: Yeah, the 100 yeah. days, I think is the delay. I think the, 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 I think the
6: Celtics them. just missed another three, guys. It's yeah. weird.
0: 100 days is the, the delay right now we're experiencing. Yeah, anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah. All right, Dan. <laughs> here, here, we're going to have to
6: be Yeah, what's going on matters. with that? All right, I'll try and anticipate the question.
0: Nice. It's like he's in a different time zone. Yeah. I feel like I'm sending a letter or something. But... All
6: right, here. It <laughs> yeah, goes. it's weird.
0: All right. The Cardinals cut DeAndre Hopkins. They take a $22 million cap hit. Hot news or not news?
6: Hot news. I mean, this is DeAndre Hopkins. Like, even at his... You know, a little bit beyond his probably prime. This is a guy that's probably going to have an impact on someone's season. He can still play the position. Remember, DeAndre Hopkins never—not like a burner that was going to run past people. Like he's a tactician at the wide receiver position. He—he his his footwork, his hands, all these things are still good. I I think the Chiefs or the Bills or or some contender is going to land this guy, and it's going to have a significant impact on their season. Hot news that he's available this time of year.
1: Dan, I think it's crazy hot news, and I would say for a team like Buffalo that is trying to get over the hump, you've seen what Gabe Davis isn't, right? And you're like, all right, with Diggs, who can we align that? And I think with Josh Allen, you think about DeAndre Hopkins and Diggs together in a loaded conference, he might be the one key that can help them get over the hump.
0: All right, how how much Arizona football am I watching, really? Right, like I. On red zone, right? And then even then, I, I, what, what do I care really about them? They're not an interesting team. So I don't know. And people who follow it more closely How than me. How dare you say the Red
1: Sea is not an interesting
0: and team. And people who follow it more closely than me tell me that he's not quite what he once was. When I have seen DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins to me. Hot news if he's available, period. Tyreek Hill says Tua is going to go crazy this year. Hot news or not news, Dan.
6: Not news. Tyreek Hill's been talking up to us since before they even met. As soon as Tyreek Hill got traded to the Dolphins, he started talking up to us. It's good. I mean, it's, it's a good thing that he says this stuff and feels this way about his quarterback. But the, the key with Tua is, can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? Unless he can do that, none of the other stuff matters. That The offense ran well with him at quarterback last year. He can operate it. He can play well. The question is how much he can play, and there's no way Tyreek Hill can know that.
1: I don't know, Dan. I kind of feel like this is hot news. Last year when Tyreek Hill said it, everybody was like, ah, oh, I want to talk about Tua, blah, blah. Tua had a great year. I mean, I, I get the questions looming around his health. The guy had 25 passing touchdowns, right? Threw for over 3,000 yards. He played extremely well. By the way, new technology that McDaniels is trying on him, a video mounted to his helmet to kind of see where these hits are coming in. So I, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like it is set up in that division for Tua to have another massive year.
0: I would say it's not news because of what you guys are saying. He was great last year when he played, but as Dan points out, the issue is not the quality of his play, which is very high, and I would be willing to believe will get even higher. The issue is staying on the field, and they play. here's the bottom line. McDaniel and company decided to play him four days after an obvious neurological event, whether or not it was technically a concussion. Remember, you know, he, 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 almost, he kind of like... his. Legs turned to jelly all of a sudden. They said it was a back issue. And then four days later, he's playing on short rest, and he gets hit again, and his, and he's, his fingers are rigid and splayed and clearly concussed. We have to see how he reacts to shots because it's not a question of if. It's a question of when. It's his tackle football. Josh McDaniels, meantime, says that Devontae Adams has earned the right to vent. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano.
6: Hot news. Look, this is a mess. Uh, this whole thing going on now with Jimmy Garoppolo and the surgery and the, and the waiver in the contract. Devontae Adams went to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is gone after one year of them together. If anything goes wrong. And there's a ton of things that can go wrong for the Raiders this year. Devontae Adams is going to want out. I'm sorry. Like, he's a good guy. He's a good player. He's a good teammate. But next offseason, unless the Raiders have a big year, and with Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae Adams operating the offense, and by the way, I don't trust Josh McDaniel to have that kind of year as a head coach, unless they have a big year, I think he's a guy that's on the trade block next spring.
1: I mean, Dan, I I agree with you here. I, I think it's hot news. I mean, look. You want to allow a player like that who came over thinking that this team was going to be ran one way with their quarterback and then all of a sudden pivoting off that and making alternative plans, plus everything else that's happening, you allow him to vent and say whatever he wants because you want to procure him. You want to keep him there. But I'm with you, Dan. I just don't, at the end of the day, if you're Devontae Adams, as much as you like being closer to home, I came came someplace to win. And I don't think I'm going to do that here.
0: I mean, I I don't know if it's hot news. I I would say that, they have a better chance to win with Garoppolo. I think is a little better than Carr. But we'll see. But obviously, that's not what the ballers think. It's not what someone like Devontae Adams thinks. Daniel Jones says he's not concerned about being overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers in New York. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano?
6: Not news. I mean, Daniel Jones, is, this is the guy, like, he... He, the Giants, one of the reasons the Giants drafted him and loved him is because they felt like he's a no drama quarterback, right? Like he's Eli Manning part two in terms of how he carries himself. Uh, so, no, I, I don't think Daniel Jones cares about that at all. You know, he got his new contract. He made the playoffs. He won a playoff game. They, they believe they've improved his receiver group. I, I don't think Daniel Jones cares what's going on, uh, whatever, 10, 15 miles away in Florham Park. He's got his own stuff to do.
1: You know, this is, this is fascinating to me, why I think it is news, because when you're in a city like this, like all media gravitates towards those type of personalities, right? So every move becomes the move, whether it's a move or not. And that's how everything is going to be broken down with Aaron Rodgers and his Jets team. You know what that allows for a guy like Daniel Jones? Just to kind of go underneath the radar. Yes, all right, let's just continue to pr- improve one day at a time. Yeah. You guys focus on Aaron Rodgers. We'll be over here doing our thing.
0: Yeah, that's, this is not hot news. What will be hot news is when Daniel Jones leads the Giants farther than Aaron Rodgers leads the Jets. And there's a very good possibility cool. that happens because Aaron Rodgers could win double digits in that division and not make the playoffs. Giants just won a playoff game last season. All right. Kevin Stefanski says Deshaun Watson is right where he needs to be for the Browns. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano?
6: I think it could be hot news because Deshaun Watson, look, the last time we saw him playing, which was three seasons ago, like at a high level, uh, he led the league in passing yards for a lousy Houston team. This Cleveland team looks like a better team than he played on in Houston that year. If, everything is really behind him and he and he has sort of this unencumbered offseason that they've talked about out there, then it could be hot news because this could be a sneaky playoff contender in a, in a conference that, quite frankly, doesn't need any more of them. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm curious to see how Deshaun Watson looks physically throughout the offseason and when the season starts. But if the answers are positive, then I think it could be a dangerous Cleveland team.
1: That question for you. Obviously, the AFC is is loaded, and I, I think it's hot news whenever you hear Deshaun Watts' name because of his potential. Do you think he can get back to being a top five quarterback in this league again?
6: I think I think there's a, there are legitimate questions about it. Jay, look, I mean, yet yeah, the answer is yes. I think he can, but I don't think anybody should feel certain about that until we see some level of sustained production from him, even just you know, two or three weeks worth uh, that we really didn't see last year. Uh, th- there have been some, some injury issues and physical stuff uh, with him over, you know, that, that have maybe taken a little bit of a toll, uh, that kind of overshadowed by everything that went on off the field. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, he's still young. It's, it's not impossible, but I, I have to see it before I really believe it.
0: Uh, you know, the top five is more crowded than it used to be. He was top five before Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and all those guys were top five. But he fits right in there with those guys if he's healthy. And Dan, it's interesting you point to physical stuff because I don't think of that at all when I think of Deshaun Watson. I just think of the time off. So I would say it's it is hot news if if Coach says he's they're all ready to go because Kevin Stefanski went to the playoffs with Baker Mayfield. And even if Deshaun Watson's a a top eight quarterback or something, he's still basically elite if he's back. And that team suddenly is – it's a brutal division because the Steelers have Mike Tomlin and the other three teams have quarterbacks. And by the way, Kenny Pickett had a nice rookie year. Hot news or not news last one, Jimmy G signed a waiver that took the place of the quarterback taking a physical with the team. Dan Graziano.
6: It's hot news. And and look, I mean, the reason (laughs) – the reason to wonder about Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback solution is his health. He's never been able to stay healthy for a full season. Uh, the one time he did it, the San Francisco 49ers went to the Super Bowl with him as quarterback, uh, but... That that was the exception. And the fact that he's coming in hurt. And the only backup plan behind him is Brian Hoyer. Extreme and, and by and by the way, the the top receiver on the team, as we just mentioned, wanted to play with the previous guy and isn't sure about this guy who's coming in and isn't going to be able to, to really have the kind of offseason a healthy quarterback would have. It is hot news. I don't I don't buy that, that Jimmy Garoppolo's like in danger of missing the season, but the fact that he's already hurt. And he's a guy with his injury history. It, it has to be alarming.
1: It has to be. Uh, it, it's shocking hot news, Max. And that, like Dan said, going back to Devontae Adams, you imagine I'm going to go to a team, play with, De- De- you know, Carr, you know, one of my favorite people. We have this relationship that we had together for a long time. Then, okay, Jimmy G, and now it's Brian Hoyer, potentially.
0: You're, I, you're right, and I agree with Dan. It's hot news because Jimmy G, the issue with him in his career is not that he doesn't have a cannon for an arm. It's that he's always hurt. He's, he's one of these guys who plays half the time. Literally half the time. All right. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider. Thank you as always, Dan. And All hopefully right, Dan. the next time you're on with us. Uh,
6: I'll say goodbye now so yeah. you can hear me right after you stop talking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's like stargazing. You're not just because Dan is a star, but because you're kind of like looking back into time. Or we're
1: talking to Dan in another galaxy.
0: Yes. That's why there's a delay. That's I'm right. I'm trying to anticipate what you just said. There you Did go. I get just, it right? Yeah, laugh along. You know, I said obviously said something entertaining. We all know that. All right, Dan Graziano, ladies and gentlemen. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, I'm sure it was great, whatever it was. Yeah. There it is. Scotty Pippen. We're already talking Oof. about basketball. We're in the next segment already. Yeah. Scotty Pippen talks about Michael Jordan. I'll give you one guess. Would well, you think it was good or bad? KJ. <laughs>
5: Must be 21 plus plus present president select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Keyshawn, J-Will, and Max. The podcast. There is no better feeling in sports than to hear your name called to this music. And, and no. run out. Oh, and dap up your teammates. I feel like... I was ready to run through a wall, and then we lost by 40.
0: <laughs> you weren't playing with MJ. I was MJ. like, oh, we're him. We're back. And then we won. They got you because you know I mean? MJ left. That's the reason you were there.
1: Oh, I took his locker. I was like, I'm ready. I'm not ready. I wasn't ready.
0: So Those are impossible shoes to fill. Man. Scotty Pippen Man. continues his attack on Michael Jordan's GOAT status. Boy, Pippen, for, listen, for kind of obvious reasons. Is down on Michael Jordan. Here's, uh, here's Scotty Pippen, great player. I thought it was pretty obvious when Jordan retired that Pippen was the overall third best player in basketball, second best to Hakeem when Jordan retired. I mean, that was pretty obvious. He was the second best player in the league to Hakeem. He was a great player. But listen to what he said about Michael Jordan on Give Me the Hot Sauce. LeBron will be the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball. And
4: there's no comparison to him. None. So does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that out for debating because I don't believe that there's a great player because our game is a team game and one player can't do it. Like I seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's
0: a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots, and all of a sudden we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. Mm. That's absurd revisionist history. I I mean, could you, Michael Jordan? I love Scottie Pittman, but that's absurd revisionist history. So – be, before
1: you just go into your your bag of emotions, can we unpack? Not it? emotions; it's all facts. Okay, can we just um,
0: unpack it a little yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So, no, let's go into the emotions. Let's go into Scotty Pippen's emotions.
1: Well, I mean, I, there's obviously there's a lot going on there, but I mean, yeah. Scotty isn't the only player to talk about MJ that way, mm-hmm. right? So it, it, this is not like absurd. Like you've heard other guys say things similar. You watched the last dance. Yeah, uh, there was a, a process, right, with yeah. it. Um, but Michael Jordan did average 31.7 points a game before Scotty got there, got to the playoffs three times in a row, lost in the first round. Each time, Never got past the first round. So they were successful, uh, just not to the level that they were with Scotty. Of course not. No one right? it by themselves. Um, but, I mean, MJ is one of the greatest winners the game of basketball has ever seen. This dude would go through any degree to win games. There is collateral damage with that style. There's also collateral damage with the style that LeBron James has, right? He's... Too passive. He's too friendly with teammates. So it depends on which style you want. But for Scotty in particular, man, I, I don't know, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on there that allows you to use other things that are going on to think that that's influence overall. Things that he's been saying before that stuff's going on, but now people add that to the Scottie equation. Scotty
0: Pippen's entitled to his opinion, of course.
1: And I hate but, that for Pippen, But, but Pippen's a good
0: dude. Jordan is a rookie. As a rookie, averaged 28 points a game and was so sensational, it was, incre- it was incredible. He set the league on fire. Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt his second year. He came back with 17 games or whatever. This is very few games left on the schedule. Plays in the playoffs. Gives Larry Bird 63. Now, they lose to the Celtics, but Larry Bird, who is in the middle of winning two championships in three years, and was about to win his second MVP, but he was in the middle of winning three in a row. So, this is the best player in the world. And people are starting to ask about Bird, as they do about LeBron, as they did about Mm -hmm. Jordan. Is this the best player? Is he going to go down as the best player? Like, Bird was incredible, had the league on smash. Bird, after that game, said, Michael Jordan's the greatest player he's ever seen. Yep. Think about that for a second, right? That's the best player I've ever seen. Like, I'm just not on that level. So, that was Jordan in his third season, right? (laughs) Not horrible, not according to Larry Bird, who was the best player in the game. Larry Bird said, put my eyes on that that'd be like Kobe Bryant at the height of his powers playing LeBron James and beating him and then saying that's the best player I've ever seen he's better than me could you imagine that like mm. that's how much better Jordan was than everybody at that point in his it really his second year because he's hurt most of well that was a second year right he came back at the very end of it he played barely more than a year at that point his third year he averaged 37 points put on the best show I've ever seen in sports and became the number one superstar in worldwide sports, arguably in the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. The following year, he had the greatest statistical season by advanced analytics ever, right? This is all pre Scotty. Pippen agreed. So Pippen gets drafted to the team because Jordan wasn't playing with any all-stars, none. But as soon as Pippen hit all-star level, they took the Detroit Pistons seven games the Detroit Pistons had won the title the year before, and they were on their way to, to going back-to-back. To back. They took them seven games. What happened in game seven? Well, Jordan didn't learn how to win, except that Pippen had a migraine, scored two points in 40 minutes. So once again, Jordan didn't have an all-star, so they lost. Finally, the next year, Pippen hits his prime. Now Jordan's playing with another like, real superpower all-star. He never again didn't win the championship in under seven games. Like, just give him a chance. The way I would put it with LeBron is LeBron. Well, I'm
1: not, I'm not going into the whole LeBron. But, but Pippen thing. did, so
0: I'm addressing it. LeBron was, has been capable of doing more with less than anyone ever. You could give LeBron any four guys as starters, and he could make a deep playoff run. No matter who it is, any era, he's that kind of guy. But Jordan, if you gave him a chance, never lost. He never lost if he had a shot. Like, Pippen saying that he was horrible before he got there is, is false on the facts. The well, I mean,
1: the, the horrible thing is, is it's not wrong. I, as a player who's had teammates, so how you go about doing things can really rub teammates the wrong way, even if sure. that does ultimately lead to you winning championships. And I think that's what you start hearing from players. Right. I keep going back to collateral damage when your style is win at any cost. There are people who may not like that style. They may not see you as the teammate as they see other players have different teammate
0: strategies. Magic's not alone. You get the feeling LeBron won't be alone at the end. You get the feeling Jordan's alone. Yes. KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.